Welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast brought to you by Bitter's Furniture. I am Eric Sorensen here with Sammy Henderson. Sammy, we got the wrong music right now. I think what do you mean? We, we you got mean? it. Well, hold on. There we go. Oh, tis the season. It's Christmas week. It's snowing outside. Kids are out of school. I'm sure there was a plenty of snowman made in Ellensburg today as we record this on Monday of before Christmas. You know what? I know we're talking sports here, mm-hmm. but I work on the playgrounds at the schools. And yeah. they build all kinds of fun yeah. stuff, and it's amazing. And then it becomes a tragedy when it becomes ice <laughs> and kids are slipping and there's head injuries. It is epic out there, and the kids get so mad. And I'm like, I'm letting these kids tear it down. Don't let them tear down my stuff. I'm like, no. Yeah. We're going to have some concussions. <laughs> the people are not going to be okay with us. That was a, a funny, you know, my wife's not from here, but like growing up here, right? And it starts snowing, and you can drive back past like Ellensburg Playgrounds, like you said, the kid at Test Playground. And the snowballs that keep getting bigger and bigger that turn into the ice cubes of death. Oh, they're bad. <laughs> and they're, that was like their starting page. Yes. She's like, what are you talking about? Is it, you'll see. You'll see. They're, <laughs> they're happening. It is going to happen. But uh, I am excited. It's snowing. We got the sled out last week or this weekend. And I was, it hadn't snowed a lot yet, but we we're pulling Ellie around on some dirt <laughs> and a mix of snow dirt. But we're ha- Merry Christmas, Sammy. Merry Christmas. Hope you and your family have a great one. I don't know if you got any big plans coming up. Uh, no, my wife's getting LASIK surgery tomorrow, oh. so we're driving to the west side and then just enjoying some downtime. Yes. So much soccer, so much basketball, so much traveling. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great to just hang out. I'm going to smoke everything on my barbecue. Ooh, oh, I everything. can't wait for pictures and yes. future recipes of what's about to happen. Um, that, that LASIK, we went during January too, mm-hmm. and it is Go, like you're going the night before, smart. Yes, yes. very smart because we, we did we tried and it, we didn't make it. We <laughs> sat, we spent a, a, what was going to be a very romantic night in Bellevue before the surgery, right? Uh, McDonald's and Cleom, and then on top of the pass, sitting at overpass, waiting for it to open back up. So <laughs> go during the day. Let's go during the day. Um, we got a lot going on. It's kind of exciting times right now with all the sports going on. And unfortunately, it was kind of a sad one when. Uh, you know, the regular season of the college football ended. But then we got bowl season firing up. So we still got college football keeping us busy throughout the – and actually something we didn't even talk about beforehand, Saturday, a huge football game for the state of Washington, and I hope we can get the coach on yeah. next week. But Graham Kapowison playing in a national crossover with the Georgia State champion. Yes. And we beat him. Yes. By we – the state of – Graham Kapowison. They went him. out and represented all of Washington. So we call yeah. it we, we Washington. We. Yes. How big that was the that was a extremely large. If people don't realize how big that was for the Pacific Northwest, that was amazingly because we weren't able to the WIA wouldn't let them do that in the past. Right and now they're saying yes, and I'm sure they matched that team up with the Washington team up there because you right. know they're not they're from Washington. They can't be that right. good. And they had the number one recruit in the nation Who, who's going to Jackson State yeah. with the with uh, Dion. Wow, but there's some there's some NIL stuff uh-huh. there. He's getting paid millions to go to that school. That's so. exactly right. <laughs> And, uh, and I was really pumped about, you know, Coach Wood texted me about you know, if we had a drinking game going on. Many times they said that kid's name, we wouldn't have made it through halftime. Right. And I thought it was so cool. And I'm also, I'm an underdog kind of guy. Like, I like the little guys to go beat the David or go beat the Goliath, right? Right. And uh, here's the Georgia team. They're talking about they're all going to these major Power 5 D1 programs. Right. The guys they talked about for Graham. Going to Idaho in Eastern Washington, and I was like, "Yes!" And they beat them. It was an epic game. Georgia scored a touchdown pass to the number one guy in the nation mm-hmm. with thirty seconds left. An amazing catch, too. By it the was way. insane. Like, there's a reason. Okay, there's why he's number one. Right. There's right. Exactly. Yeah. Making plays like that is he was remarkable. Just nuts. Um, and then with thirty seconds left, GK goes down the field, scores a touchdown with a second left on the clock, and then uh, they onside kick, pooch kick, right. And I was like, okay, cool. Game's over. No, you field the ball on the ground. Right. Clock doesn't run. And it gave him one second inside the 50. And I was like, well, that's what they just scored their last touchdown. <laughs> so I was like, well, oh, crap. And they called a few timeouts. And I was sitting there trying to, like, I had to go to the bathroom or something, doing the antsy dance. Like, I can't leave. But I got to see what's going on because they might lose this game still. But it was awesome. No, and it does. It puts the state of Washington on the map. And mm-hmm. I would bet there's kids from that game. Uh, Heck, even maybe even the quarterback and the receiver that are going to Eastern, that are going to I, I think it's is it Idaho State or yeah. Idaho? Uh, might have been State. Yeah. yeah, they 
you never know. They might be getting a phone call. You might be getting a phone call somewhere, <laughs> and they could be going somewhere else. I yeah. mean, it's uh, Idaho State isn't the most prestigious program out there. Mm-hmm. So even in Eastern, even a yeah. Montana, a Montana State, a North Dakota State, you know, all those schools could be like, wait, why isn't he not coming wait, here? We could, and the quarterback was damn good. And I'm pretty sure his brother went to Central. Did he? Woods, last name. Uh, uh, no, sorry, different, different. Okay. Mason on the team, number one, mm. number one for them. And he brother. didn't play, did he? Or he did. He got a touchdown early. Okay, there's one of their best players wasn't even suited up. He was hurt. Yeah, and he was their kicker, linebacker, a whatever. Long season, they just went to the state championship. Yeah. I'm sure. And that was that was so cool, man. I yeah. I was fired up, and like I was wondering that when that was a conversation. As soon as I, the game was over, I called dad and told him. And he's like, I wonder how many kids are getting phone calls now. Right. <laughs> Eastern probably was like, oh crap. <laughs> this isn't good. This isn't good. <laughs> you're still coming, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blowing up his inbox. But you know, Eastern Eastern's a, a great place for quarterbacks. Yeah, and they've they've shown to to be able to produce uh, some All Americans at receiver. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know how much danger they're in. And he he didn't seem to be a big guy. No, you know, so he might be that FCS level <laughs> might be, but you never know. He had an arm on him though. He did. He was he, making that ball he threw was like yeah, you know, nine times out of ten might not be a completion, but yeah. that. All you need is that one. That's right. And it was amazing. It was so cool. And I, I know it's <clears throat> right now in the state of college football in our state, uh, the U-dubs and the WSU's got to be thinking, crap, our secret's out. <laughs> right, <laughs> we actually right. got some players up here right. that can go play. So, But now I'm fired up, man. I, I was excited that I was allowed to happen. I'm excited to see who could be next year. And I'm excited that WIA is finally making changes. Right. And evolving. Big. Right. It's, it's big. And uh, they've caught a lot of. A lot of flack for good reasons here and there, but mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, they're they're on their way to to helping, yeah. helping the athletes. Got to promote yeah. your product, right? That's for sure. And then, like you, a team you just said was the game beforehand. We had a little bit of Christmas celebration for a part of our family on Saturday, and not it was the best part was we got to sit there and listen to watch the Montana State beat South Dakota State, right? And I know they're not. From our state or the Kid House Valley, but they're in our region. They're a small they're town in the area. Yeah, it's you know? Montana football. Everybody right? that lives in Ellensburg's been to Montana. <clears throat> yeah, right. And they want all want to live there. Right, especially <laughs> like the people that are homegrown want to go to Montana right now. Right. And uh, it was cool to see that and the the people in Bozeman. I bet that was a fun place to be after the game on Saturday. After oh, they got warmed I'm up, sure. Yeah. Well, I saw freezing. pictures all through the weekend mm-hmm. of getting the snow off that field, and the, just the pictures I saw. The backdrop was like. Nobody's going to forget that. Yeah. If you're there, you're going to remember it. Whether they go on, they're going to be underdogs to North Dakota State, mm-hmm. but they got a good defense and yeah. they can they can make things happen. Yeah. And that was a, we were all, okay, well, it's going to be a home field advantage. I'm like, well, they're still playing South Dakota State. They might play in a dome. Right. But they walk out their door and they know what they it's called. <laughs> right. So I don't know how much of an advantage that actually was for them. But no, we got we got some games that were actually going to matter watching, like the FCS game. And, and actually, for our, our D2 listeners, I saw, was it Ferris State? destroyed Valdosta. Absolutely obliterated them. Like, they're clearly yeah. the best team. <laughs> yeah. And they took a loss to somebody throughout the year, and it's like, I have zero idea what happened in that game. It mm-hmm. could have been COVID. Yeah. It could have been, you know, just a bad game. But the way that they ran through everybody in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. that was clearly your national champion. Yeah. It'll be interesting uh, if we get to see them on the schedule. Again. Yeah. Because we saw them what, a few, just a couple of years ago. They here. They were here. Yeah. That was and I th- I think that return trip, I think, might be next year. Oh. I'm not I'm not 100% about that. God, we got to talk to the person in charge of Big Country Media to send us to there. That's right. <laughs> see if we can That's come right. up with that see trip money. The it. budget money. Maybe Central can let us tail on the back of the bus yeah. to get there. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's it's good stuff. Right? Yeah, it is. It's fun to watch playoff football. I wish we were watching a playoff, expanded playoff of D1 football, but that would too, make too much sense. Yeah, it would make too much sense, and it would make uh, – Less money in their minds. Yeah, but you could have the same amount of bowl games. It would be, and I'd be watching. But you'd have. I'd less, watch every you'd, second. You'd have it. less teams in bowl games. It, uh, don't yeah. get me started. This is, this is, don't okay, get good me started. news is I did see an interview where it's going to change. It's just a matter of well, and I think how long what is it? Twenty twenty four or twenty five expands to eight or f- yeah or something like but that. But that's too far, too far away. Well, the get contracts through their bowl games that they have yeah. and the sponsors they can't. It's all money. It is. It's a hundred percent money driven. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, I think we got a pretty big guest coming on today, and a big shout out to John Gudat. Not here. Water he's, heater trouble. That's right. I was gonna say he's got plumbing issues, and it's not the 
not personal. <laughs> it's like an actual plumbing problem. So, John, we're thinking about you because what you're probably doing, like we said on the text message, YouTube is the savior to most people in house projects. Right. I use it constantly. Absolutely. You'll find somebody had your same issue. That's right. It'll be fixed. And then the big thank you to Fitterer's Furniture, quality furniture since... 1896. Go check them out in the corner of 4th and Main. Huge sponsor of the podcast. Local team. Sorry, the local team. Local store (laughs) for years here to uh, support the athletes in our valley. So that was great stuff. So we're going to talk to Mario. I'm excited for that one. First time, I'm surprised. This is the first time we had Mario on the pod. Yes, Mario and I, head volleyball coach, Central Washington University. Well, I want to say, I should know this because I worked in the department. It's my job to know the numbers. But I want to say it's like his eighth or ninth straight trip, if you don't count what they did last year, the volleyball, which I'm, right. I think they did the playoffs last year. Um, but just built a program. Yeah. Like somebody has built a program, not just a, you know, we got a good team here and there. No, they're consistently mm-hmm. one of the best teams on the West Coast. Yes. He is. A, he's a good dude. I took a coaching class from Mario. Mm-hmm. And he taught me that, like, hey, it's, it's, if you're a head coach, you got budgets, you mm-hmm. got to do all this stuff. I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank <laughs> yeah. God I took this class. No, and, and especially at the D2 level. <clears throat> yeah. The D2 level, it is so – all those things that the D1 – like, you go into a D1 office and, you know, if there's a football secretary and yeah. a football this and a volleyball. That, they got a person for they, that. They, they, <laughs> yeah, it, it's Mario and mm-hmm. his assistant. Yeah. And if they've got a quality grad assistant, they'll pick up some slack here and there. But mm-hmm. travel, all – I mean, it's – yeah. Yeah, it's a it is a full time gig. Yeah. Yeah, good dude. I hear well, I've seen his ability on the golf course. We're gonna ask who's better golfer, Mario or Pika. Ooh, I, I can't wait to hear that answer. I can't wait to hear that either. So we'll be back with that. And then after we talk tomorrow, we're gonna wrap up some uh with some local high school basketball wrestling talk. I heard I got I got the business uh from Mr. Andy Bain. Oh no, Andy calling Bain? you out. Loyalist calling me out? Me. Oh good. Us, we because if oh he's calling then I gotta talk to him yeah we gotta have a chat I good news chat, is because I'm the first thing I'm gonna do is talk to him about how bad his Dodgers are and we'll go from there. <laughs> I can't wait for the text <laughs> message given and we gotta talk some wrestling because he's got a son on the on the squad okay and well the, maybe he'll come on and talk to wrestling I think we might have to in, in some local safety policy yeah. yeah I don't know maybe he'll give the people of Ellensburg how to go through a four way stop. Because that seems to be a problem in this how about, town. How about a roundabout? <laughs> That's going to be, oh, God, we're screwed. We can't figure out the four-way stop roundabout. What do we do here? <laughs> I can't, we, we're having them on. We're doing it, Andy. You're talking about four-way stop etiquette. That's right. And roundabout etiquette because we need it. Um, we will be right back with some with Mario, with the Ellensburg, and local sports wrap-up after that. All right, listeners, we're back with our guest for the week. And I, I'm kind of ashamed we haven't had him on yet because he's a, he's a gem in the Kittitas Valley. Mario Indaya, head coach of Central Washington University Volleyball. Welcome to the podcast and coming on. Well, thank you for coming on with us. Yeah, you bet, guys. Pleasure to be here. This is cool. This is cool. Where, so what? talk to us. Sir. What are you in your 45th year at, at Central? <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 are we at? where are we at now? Oh, easy, Sammy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny because every time I uh, get announced at the – even on the away, away matches – you know, the, the, uh, the PA guys and all the announcers are like, so wait a second, is this a typo? And I'm like, no, I started my 26th year. And, uh, yeah, I get a lot of, I get a lot of like, uh, comments about that, you know, and it's not like I, this hasn't been a long journey because I think it has actually, but you know, I've been here for 26 years, um, was an assistant for, you know, three to four years. We had a JV team back then. So, well, in almost 30 years doing this thing. So, pretty That's cool. It's amazing. And I was just gloating uh, off off the air uh, about just the program that you've built. That, uh, you know, you've, you've seriously built yourself a program where year in, year out, you guys find success. And been to the tournament, you know, I, I can't even remember how many, is it eight, nine in a row? Uh, yeah. That you uh-huh. guys have been. And just, so just talk to us about that journey uh, from, you know, starting, you know, getting into the division two and, right. you know, building to where you're at now, where every year, you know, people, uh, tournaments around are going to want, people are going to want to see central and they know the competition, uh, that they're going to bring. No, for sure. It's, 
it's been a journey. And even when I kind of reflect back on, it, I'm just, I think about the things that we've done, you know, just to get us in this position. And, and, and I'm not saying that we're some big powerhouse where we're in the national titles and stuff, but we have a shot every year, which is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like you said, they gave it to a, a young 25 year old when, um, when the position opened up and I was the first assistant at the time and, and there was talk about going division two and that's kind of, that's where they were heading. And so I think for me, I thought it was just some sort of like sacrificial lamb. Okay. Let's get this young guy in. We're going, we're going NCAA and then we'll get him out of here, you know? And, um, and I think my, our first year of, uh, division two, I went five and 23 and I was like, man, this is hard. <laughs> and, uh, because we had some reasonable success in NEI. But then I just kind of found a niche recruiting and just kind of, well, the first couple of years, we just recruited a ton of like transfers to come in and help us get it going a little bit. And then we started slowly, we started finding our niche recruiting uh, talent in the state um, and then just building kind of a, a culture that we felt comfortable with and bringing kids in from the high school ranks as opposed to the transfer route. So, Mm -hmm. but we've had a lot of success that way. And, but yeah, it's, it's been a great ride and um, had another good year. So I'm pretty cool. Well, that's, we talked about another subject with the the football side of things, Graham Kapowis and putting the Northwest on the big scene, beating a Georgia school, but you know, high school volleyball and club volleyball in the state, it's a real deal. And there's a lot of talent to be out there. There is really, and you see what University of Washington doing in Washington mm-hmm. State at the at the the Division One level and at that ranks, and and they're pulling good kids out of the state, the best kids obviously, and then, um, but uh, the club scene is is ridiculous because the participation rate for volleyball is so high now that I mean it's you can you can go to these tournaments and you can just see the level of play that. Uh, there's good club coaches out there. There's a lot of um, a participation, like I said, from a younger age. So these girls are ready to go when they jump into the college ranks. And so, um, and I'm involved in the club scene also. So which is, it's, it's advantageous to be around that and just to see what kind of up and comers are coming up through the, even the middle school ranks. And that's kind of almost sick sounding that like we're looking at, <laughs> you know, these, middle school athletes right now going into college, but it's, it's kind of the deal, you know, because as you know, um, big country, that baseball, man, that's, you got to be playing all year round when you're younger, just to keep the, you know, the skill level up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but it's, that's where volleyball is kind of, I think evolved. Mm -hmm. We're, we're really getting into a lot of, uh, skill development. And we, we like, you know, athletes that go do other sports and stuff. But at this, Washington is, is catching up with like the Californias and the Midwest right now. So a lot of good talent out there. So let's go through your season this year, coach. You guys 17 and nine, uh, got into the NCAA tournament. We're hovering everywhere from like three to six, I believe, uh, throughout those rankings. Uh, mm-hmm. you've, you guys took home some GNAC hardware. Uh, you got some All-Americans. Talk to us um, about uh, just the journey this this year, going 17-9, starting the year off with some tough competition and ending, kind of bookending it uh, with good competition. Yeah. Well, like everybody, we had a really – we had a crazy couple of years just with COVID and stuff. And so we had graduated some really good talent, um, a couple of All-Americans, and then we had a – a year where we, we felt we had some uh, good returnees ready to move up their, you know, their number being called. Um, and then a good group of freshmen that we were excited about. And then COVID hit and we had a ton of opt outs and girls that were just wanting to graduate and not finish, you know, wait another year to play. And, um, and so we were forced to play a lot of, like freshmen and and sophomores who and we actually and this year we've actually had third year freshmen if that makes sense i mean it's crazy <laughs> to think that uh-huh. you know and well we got to train them all year 
with no repercussion, even though we had like a, a spring record. I think we were like one in six, right, in the spring. Mm-hmm. But those those were uh, those matches were built on a roster that I would never have used in the regular season, just on true freshmen because we would redshirt kids, right? So we would get these kids in and play, and and I mixed up the uh, lineups all spring every match, and we weren't really necessarily worried about our record and whoever was out there, we wanted them to learn how to win. There's no doubt, but we put them out there to get that experience. And then, <clears throat> then this season came and we had a, a really good young roster that had some talent and we just had to get them to believe. And uh, then we brought her in. Uh, we had a couple of kids come in that helped us right off the bat and get us going. So, um, but yeah, the, the the schedule was tough. We we had uh, at the end of the year we were hovering from uh, I think five to seven, and we ended up with the fifth um, hardest strength of schedule in the country. Mm. And so, but that's why we schedule that way. So if we have if we do pretty well, we're probably going to get in right. to the tournament. Right, and that seems to have paid off uh, throughout the year. And I looked down this roster. Coach, and I see 16 players coming into this year with at least three years of eligibility. <laughs> and I think you carry, what, 17? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. The, the, futures, the future seems to be um, one that people can be excited about, and I'm sure as a coach um, you're excited about as well. And two of those, uh, two of those players, you know, you made, uh, made all-conference all – uh, this year in, in the GNAC and yeah. also taking home defensive player of the year, newcomer of yeah. the year. And yeah. I hear that a, you also have a lot of firepower that didn't even play this year. Uh, talk to me about your excitement moving forward and uh, what your expectations are with this group. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, there, uh, there is a lot of excitement, you know, for our, our team moving forward, but we still have to talk to some of these players to see academically if things make sense to extend them, mm-hmm. you know, another two to three years or so forth. And, and even our, like Hannah, who got our defensive player of the year, she's, she's a freshman um, this year, but she was a COVID freshman. So she had, uh, she has three more years, um, but I think she had some credits coming in too. Right. So it's it's some of these things where we have to make sure that hey, if you're done after two years and you have a you have your last year to play, you want to get your masters and things like that. But right. Yeah, but we're going going down a different conversation. But we are excited about <laughs> that. And, um, <laughs> we have two two kids that we redshirted this year who are true freshmen, and they're yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how this all works out next year because we have a ton of talent you know going back on you know the road you were starting to take us <laughs> down if these if i I, w- I always have this argument if, if your players were basketball like men's basketball players <laughs> men seem to be different like they would play every single year and figure out a way to take like <laughs> jogging <laughs> class and sure. play and play, they, yeah. yeah, and because yeah. the softball team, I, you know, I I thought about that. They had the they went through their COVID, and some players were like, no, "I'm I'm got my stuff. I'm ready to move on with life." It seems like guys are a little bit different. <laughs> They're like, "No, I'm gonna we're playing. I'm gonna play until I can't play anymore." Um, so it, it's always interesting talking to you know like Coach Renta and even talking to you about you know how that goes. It just seems like uh, the the it, it's just different. You're, obviously yeah. yeah it is i mean and i don't know who the smart one is you stay and play because <laughs> you can still or you want to move on and <laughs> but we i think it's a different mindset maybe i don't want to say culture but it's a different mindset where um there's nothing after this for probably for our girls right and maybe there's there's something in correct there's a lot of leagues out there and a lot of aspirations for mm-hmm. maybe men's basketball and um and so i think the that light of the academic tunnel gets a little brighter and the career and moving on thing it's a little 
how uh, it's a little heavier for the for this the women's volleyball side probably right so that's yeah but that's even for my daughter uh you know when she had transferred over here um she had three years left but she's like well i'm graduating in two and so you know there's no certainty that she's gonna play her fifth year right um right because you know she's she's got options she's already creating options for herself after this so right and when and i'm assuming uh team success and stuff like that was also probably play a role i know that i myself you know if we if we getting close and like if this was that year she'd probably want to come back like man we were close to getting out of this region um i'm sure that'll play that'll that'll everything will will sure will play a role when you get there yeah exactly and and we saw some of these at the the elite eight on a division two level even the division one level these were fifth year kids mm-hmm. even six year kids that came back because they could to have a chance to win a national title right and and some of these you know if we're if they're if we're that good like you said if we have a shot to get out of the region i think there would be a ton of incentive to stay and shoot and get some credits to your masters too absolutely absolutely well you did mention your daughter how big of a thrill was that being able to coach her throughout the throughout her college career yeah it it was i think it's special now now that the season's done and but we're not really reflecting too much on as a whole yet i think when we look back on it down the road it's just going to be something that we have just been blessed with it's like what a opportunity and we talked about that when she decided to come here because she was deciding to to leave her former school and and go somewhere else regardless and she was going on visits and had them scheduled but they couldn't they couldn't um get her on campus until june because that's what division one they couldn't have anybody come on campus until june and and she had left her school and she was like, well, I got to wait. And, but we had talked about this opportunity to come to Central. Um, and because it was something that she always said, hey, you know, don't count it out. And we just talked about that, that father-daughter relationship. Like, who, who ever gets to do this, right? I mean, there's a small, small, like, percentage of this situation out there. Right. And if we could do this and make it work, how cool would that be? And it, it was a really cool moment when she came and said, you know what, dad, I think I want to come to central. I mean, it was just an awesome deal. Right. And so that alone, you know, we have time to reflect on that, but even the season right now, we're, she's built different. She's already in the weight room. She's already talking about next year, what we're doing for training. So we haven't even talked <laughs> too much about this last season. And, but, you know, we have our banquet coming up and, um, you know, she's going to be here hanging out over the break. So I'm sure we'll be able to talk about it. And what what was it like? Was there, did you feel a sense of pressure? Like to like, I know that you, I've been around you long enough to know that, you, you know, you treat every mm-hmm. player the same and you treat them with the same respect and uh, you're, you're not going to change. Was there a sense of pressure for you that you felt to be like, I, I know I'm dad, but. I I can't be dad right now. Yeah, there was. And those are things that I have to navigate probably a little bit better where, uh, (laughs) because I I still want her to feel, and it was almost like the opposite way because you know how hard I could be on um, if things aren't going well. Right. And it's like, and she, she knows that just from being, I coached her in juniors. And, but I also want her to know that, Hey, you know, we're, in college you're an adult you know and i'm a a person but i am your dad you can come to me as your father (laughs) you know and and you know where i open the door to these kids where it's like hey you know i what how's life going right right Mm -hmm. you know and to her it's like there's still a little bit of a sense up like uh how's life dad how's home like (laughs) we're not quite there when we're on the you know, and it's weird right. until she comes home, you know, when she's visiting or she's here, then in the house, then it's normal. But outside that, it's, um, I have to, 
I probably have to be a little bit better at that, you know, but she's still taking it fine. I think she's used to it. Yeah. Well, as a, as a dad of two girls, coach, uh, if you read a book about what you should do when this thing's over with, just send it my way. Cause I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that one out too. And they're not even oh, four man. years old yet. <laughs> oh man. You, you're going to have a blast. I'll tell you. It's, it's an awesome deal. So, so you got you've got an athletic family. You're 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 you all around just athlete. That's how I would describe you to anybody I met. Just all around athlete. <laughs> Your wife played collegiate uh, volleyball. Mm-hmm. Your son played. He walked on to football and playing track yeah. at the Division two level. Your daughter's playing. You played D one now Division two. She's an NCAA volleyball player, and your son is an up-and-coming budding star at the Ellensburg High School. So we, we want to know, in your humble opinion, who's the best athlete in the family? <laughs> athlete. Yes, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> it starts at the top. <laughs> I was like, dude, I jumped higher than that. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what these kids can do these days. I'm like, holy smokes, you guys are at so much of a higher level uh, in knowledge of the game and skill set than myself or anybody in our generation was. Right. You know, so it's the things that they can do. I mean, I'm like, I, I get on them about it as, you know, you guys all, um, you know, being in athletics, you guys know that. And you guys having kids, you're going to be like a little bit more uh, critical. Right. right. But I, there's no way I can be critical about the level that they're playing right now at their age. And so all I could be, be critical about is their effort and their mindset. And that's where I want them to know that you don't know it all yet, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, you can work harder. Right. And, um, but there's also like, when you reach a certain point, then um, it's a decision you want to do this then you're going to do it the best way you can. And that's going to, it's going to be difficult, very difficult. And, but it's going to be so rewarding if it works out, you know, where you're going to be helping your high school team get to this certain level, you know, or if you get a chance to play college, if that's what you want to do, then great, you know, but if you don't want to do it um, and use your athleticism the best way you can, then do something else do you know go into music Darius go play your guitar you know like he's super good at it mm-hmm. and it's just those things where I and this is just my philosophy so but athletically uh, I don't know why I got off base sorry but <laughs> I think there's there's they're really good um, and it's hard for me to be like uh, to, to nitpick on certain things but um, yeah Darius I think has the most he's seen it all he's a little mm-hmm. more comfortable out there in a lot of different things and being the youngest i think he's he's re, he's kind of getting a, uh he's got a lot of that feedback from watching his older too right but uh <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm roundabout answer i just don't know <laughs> you're trying like, don't get a big head you're not that athletic <laughs> well you know rolling into the the christmas season this week right and, and for our family it was always the ping pong table so who's who in the, your family's r- running the i guess we're getting way off track from what we were originally talking about <laughs> but you know you got your athletes but who's running the ping pong table whatever that game is for your family who's the most competitive one you got yeah yeah, it would be probably Darius. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that little Darius, kid syndrome. He yeah, he no, yeah, and he's just like, uh, I want to play, I want to play, and then he gets good at it. Let's keep playing. But no, he's he would, yeah, for sure. Ping pong table, it's Darius, and even, uh, yeah, anything. He's our competitive guy. <laughs> I love that. Well, as we we start to wrap this thing up. I got one more really important question for you. Who's winning on the, who's the best golf course guy? Is it you or Pika? Cause I know we're going to have Pika on later. Now's <laughs> <laughs> your time to get your, to sell yourself. Well, it's far, we're both at this stage right now. And Pika will probably tell you this, is that we've, uh, we're just not very good. <laughs> and we're just like, what are we doing? And, Cause we just don't have the time to play. And, 
when we're on the court, we're, of course, we're just like, okay, let's just help each other out. Let's just take good <laughs> swings, this and that. And then it becomes, we're giving each other nothing. And then we're arguing, we're pissed at each other, you know, and it's, but uh, I don't know at this stage, Pika's got the more natural swing. And like Sam, you said, I'm just kind of, I can do a lot of things, you know, <laughs> right. but I can't just quite dial it in. And, uh, but Pika's got a nice, nice compact swing and he rotates so well. He's, yeah, I think he's the guy. Don't tell him that though. <laughs> tell him the opposite when you get him. I want to hear him get all riled. Okay. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, well, Coach, we, we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on our podcast and talk to us um, about your team, and uh, we're proud of you guys, and uh, we're full supporters of CBU Volleyball here. Yeah, no, likewise, man. Love you guys, you know, doing your thing and being part of the community, so this is awesome. Appreciate it. Next time we're doing it in person. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's right. Yeah, Roads we'll are out there. That's we'll come, right. We'll come to you. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Coach. And listeners, Sammy and I'll be right back to uh, wrap up this episode. Your new sofa doesn't need to look like everybody else's new sofa. Let the professionals at Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg help you design your own Bassett Custom Upholstered Furniture. Your sofa, your way. Exactly what you had in mind. Take the short drive to visit Fitterer's and find the furniture you've been looking for, along with great service and free delivery. Why wait? Fitterer's Furniture. Quality furniture since 1896. Fitterer's. Fitterer's. All right, we're back to wrap this thing up, and uh, that was fun. That was fun. Mario's such a good dude. He's a good man, and I had the pleasure of of working with him for 10 years as a student assistant and full-time, and uh, my our offices right next to each other, the amount of things we'd yell at each other. <laughs> he'd walk into my – I'd call him in after I let out a big fart, and it smelled, and he'd, get, he'd cuss me as he walked out. <laughs> I mean, it was, we just, we had a blast and he was, he was a good dude to work with. And I tell you what, I tell you what, he is as professional as they get class act Mm -hmm. as a coach. And, uh, by far my time at central, the best coach Mm -hmm. I've ever been around. Uh, he's just fantastic from, from, I mean, there's no way you're in the game for this long and seeing your most success later in Mm-hmm. You know, in the twentieth X years, without learning along the way, yeah. You see so many coaches nowadays where they're in their twentieth plus year and their programs are god awful mm-hmm. because they just don't adjust. They don't learn. The game changes. The athlete changes. And um, Mario's always going to be hip and, <laughs> and in yes, style, in yeah. style, and, mm-hmm. and you know, with the times. And he's just. He's phenomenal mm-hmm. and uh, smart as all get out. That's that's one thing I was so glad I did take his class. Like I said earlier, because the details are they're just so perfect. Yeah, he's and organized. It, his it, office is clean, which I hated being next to him for that. Oh, mm. yeah, he'd hate my office. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know where things are at, but right. it ain't it ain't clean. But the details, man. If you're going to be a head coach and be successful being a head coach, you got to have the details down. Right. And like you said, you got to be a student of the game because knowledge is power, baby. Right. He and is. You got to evolve, and he knows that you know. He's, his ability to see, you know, girls when they come in and work out and video. I mean, he'll he'll he has such a good eye mm-hmm. for what they're going to turn into. Mm-hmm. And something he's like, hey, this girl's gonna, uh, she, you know, she just she just doesn't have what it takes to play at this level, and um, you know, just and they, he was always spot on, even mm-hmm. with girls that would come in, and he's like, you know, I'm not I'm not quite sure, you know, if, if she's going to make it you know, early and he was, he mm-hmm. spot on and some girls that he's like, she's going to be a beast. And I'm like, why aren't you playing her? <laughs> like she's not. And then two years later, all Boom. American, you're like, God, he, he, he can it see it, sense. you know, he can see it. And, uh, he's mm-hmm. just, he's fantastic and a great, great, just a great man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, no, thank you again to coach Mario for coming on to us. And I can't wait for our summertime recordings. We're going to have with them that he's, Got a glimpse of what we were talking about. That's right. And we might have to charge for some of the information on there. And, <laughs> and I also can't wait to have Pete on to talk about the golf golf yes, game. So can't wait. Um, so transitioning to the local high school sports, before we get into Ellensburg, which 
you you work the game, so you're there all the time. I'm right? there. All the home games, I'm there. So I'm, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm as expert as you can right. get. Before we get to Ellensburg, we had the cross-county rivalry on Friday night with Cleotas Cleelum. Unfortunately, I was not able to go. We had a one-year-old. We have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Right. That's all I got to say that. why we weren't heading out of the house that night. Enough said. Um, so, but, you know, the the over, and what that was one thing that kicked me was, or kicked myself because I saw the final and the, the girls' game was an overtime game. Thriller. Cleon won. Got to love those. It was, I wish I could have been there for it. Um, and then the night, the, the Cleon boys basketball team is a team to go watch. They're they're so good at what they do. They're, they're huge. They're over, I think all their, most of their starting offense is over six foot tall. And for a B school, that isn't. Flat impressive. Right. So uh, I wish we could have got there. I really hope when we're up in Cleom, I get to go. I want to go make my way up there and watch that. We'll give you some live stuff on that. Uh, that'll be after the break, I believe. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then Kittitas plays any at home Wednesday early games, 3 o'clock girls start, which is great for the one-year-old and the four-year-old. So I should be in attendance. You, should be, you should be good. You should be there. So, And unfortunately, the guy that was there, he's, he's plumbing right now. John. Over under on John's belt. Is it crack up or below? Oh, his crack showing. That's with pride. Hundred percent. Brittany is like, John. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I hundred percent. Sorry, John. But anyways, uh, Sammy. Yes. Ellensburg Bulldog basketball. Ellensburg we got some Bulldog uh, basketball. We had some fun. Yes. There's been some fun games. Uh, the the boys. I was afraid of. They played. Was that Friday night, Saturday night? I was almost late for that. Cole Kenyer, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh they played afraid, and it was a, it was a good game. Uh. Afraid it, I think had a twelve point lead at half, and I feel like they didn't miss a shot in the mm-hmm. first, just making anything they wanted. And uh, I was like, "Oh boy, we're about to get blown out!" And to come out, and in that third quarter, I think they hit six threes. Ellensburg Bulldogs. I mean, just three after three after three. Emmett Fens, I think, was like three for three in the quarter. Uh, Neely hit a couple. Gibson, and they just went on a run. Won that game by like twenty. Uh, it's been impressive to see them, and you know they they missed a few games early, and so they're they're starting to get rolling rolling here. I think they're three and two, and uh, you know they look good. That Gavin Mars hasn't played yet, and so the the I think they're they're on the up and up, and I I expect with what I saw that they uh, Darius didn't get to play much in that last game. And Dia he started but was in foul trouble. He played like a minute and a half, had three fouls, and uh, but they're they're figuring out. Uh, you know how to roll, and once they can get Gavin in there, hopefully it's a it's a sweet transition to having him in that lineup, and we should only bolster things for them. Yeah. And they still got a, a couple kids that uh that just haven't got in there yet uh, due to multiple reasons, and so they're only going to get deeper mm-hmm. as well, which is impressive. That's a, I I know it's a hot ticket right to get into Ellensburg right now. Yeah, because there's there's the boys program, and then they got the girls program. Just the girls program is four A dom- teams dominant. I yes. mean, just absolutely dominant. And you know, from the four A teams, you know, they're keeping teams to single digits. And <laughs> that's you know, insane, isn't it? The, the other night, it was we, the whole second <clears throat> half was a running clock. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like those sixteen minutes go by fast when it's just a running clock. Yeah, and so they're getting in, getting out, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 crazy with even how good the girls' basketball team is. It's almost like the boys' games are more exciting because you're going to get a close game. Yeah, but with that said, you know, the girls have some tough games coming up. The Sun Dome, they're going to be playing Zilla and White River. And you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a good test. I was telling you beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, their their defense. I was the majority. I said sixty five. Now I'm leaning more towards seventy percent of the girls' team's points come come in transition off of off of turnovers. Mm-hmm. And their full court and their one three one and their defense, uh, they're playing at a very very high level. And if you don't have good passing and go ball handlers, you're going to be exposed mm-hmm. real quick and you're going to be down real fast. Yeah. And they're, they're really, really good at scoring off of turnovers. The one thing I told you that worried me is that when, when they get into the half court offense, it's, it's a little bit, you're like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to think. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not shooting extremely well. Um, from three, they they knock them down, but they get they're getting so many possessions yeah. uh, that it can sometimes be, um, kind of a mirage on what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but when they get in that half court set, when they're playing man and the teams aren't turning over the ball, the scoring efficiency changes quite a bit. And granted, an open layup is much different than a contested shot. 
Uh, so I think those games against Zilla and White River are going to be good. And I hope – I I think Ellensburg is going to win those, and I think they're going to win all their games um, before they get into state. Mm-hmm. But I really hope they get they get uh, challenged hard, yeah. a team with good ball handling and good passing mm-hmm. so that they can get better. Because yeah. you don't want that game to come where you hit your first challenge mm-hmm. in the state tournament. Because you want to know how your girls are going to react, right? And so, but they they've got some leaders, man. Dylan Phillip is is great, and she's a great leader on the floor. Um, so is Leishman; she's great. And they don't. Olivia Anderson hasn't even played yet, mm-hmm. and they're getting Smith back. So I mean, they're going to get deeper too, yeah. and they're going to get better. And that better. which you get a you know a tall D one prospect center back mid season <laughs> that'll help your half court offense. Yeah, the coach price might a little bit. That's going to help your half court <laughs> offense quite a bit. Yeah. And so they're not as strong as they possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of girls, high school girls basketball one time. I would put them up against any team, any yeah. level in this state mm-hmm. and say Ellensburg's got a shot. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's huge for a two-way program. Yeah. Well, you, they do need to see that, the challenge mm-hmm. this season because, you know, come Friday night in the Sun Dome and you face that team, that Final Four scenario, right? Because that's, right. where, that's where they're at. Right, they got to be in that final four. They got to be playing the late game on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they got the talent to do it. But it's just basketball. There's a reason why they don't just give it to you at the beginning of the season, right? You got to play that's, that game. That's you what have Chris that, Berman. That's why they play uh, the game. Got a player, but uh, yeah, it's it's exciting time, and I know I need to get my butt to an Ellensburg basketball. You do. Game. It, it is a it is a treat. Uh, I would say some games to highlight. Just looking through schedules, Prosser mm-hmm. is probably going to be a, a good matchup. Uh, one of the teams in conference that uh, we'll, we'll we'll push them a little mm-hmm. bit and, and uh, be able to do some things that the the competition they've seen so far hasn't been able to do. Yeah. Um, I still think they walk away undefeated, mm-hmm. uh, but I do want to see them get challenged. I would love for them to go into Zilla and play a, a single digit, get a single digit win, because yeah. I want to see I want to see them what what happens when things get rough, mm-hmm. when teams are able to execute the the things that you're great at. And a team comes in and game plans for it and is dicing you up. What adjustments are going to be made? Mm-hmm. You got to figure out those adjustments. Even as I'm sure Coach Whitney wants that too, where it yeah. comes down to what do I do when a team can get past all our stuff? What, mm-hmm. how, what adjustments do we make? You don't want to be, you know, throwing darts yeah. in a state championship game. You want you want to be able to know uh, what your team's made of. And mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, they're made of a lot. Yeah. They're, they're, made, they're made of a lot. they got the tools. They've got the tools to make it happen. That's phenomenal. Well, we didn't get a lot of wrestling research done. But I was doing just a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And we'll get dive next week, I promise you. We'll get some more. We'll do. We'll all do our homework on some wrestling in the Valley. we got Cleon program, the Kid House program, the Ellensburg program, all strong history. I did see the Ellensburg whooped up on Afraid of the other week. Beat him real bad, which is nice. But it's also hard to report on, on wrestling scores. So we have right. to have our own whole episode on that. Well, I just know if you whip up on somebody in wrestling, that's a beatdown. Yes. Like that, literally. That is a literally a <laughs> literally beatdown. Hundred percent. So we'll dive into that more. But I think uh, you know, I think we're gonna start wrapping this thing up. But it's Christmas week. Yes. What's what's the one thing we got a lot of things to look forward to this right. week. But what's like the one thing you're looking forward to this week? I love watching my kids open presents. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Sorry, excuse me. You're good. <laughs> um, just the excitement, me knowing that they're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids, bless their hearts, like, I could get them a box of batteries, and they're going to be like, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Like, I just, I love, I love that about mm-hmm. them. And also, every Christmas, like last year, I cut a Christmas brisket. Oh. Uh, year before, um, I think it was ribs. Mm-hmm. And I cook breakfast, so I'm, I I haven't nailed down. It might be pulled pork, smoked Ooh. smoked a little, little pork shoulder. Good for uh, you. Getting getting smoked on the on the barbecue come yeah. Christmas, and uh, yeah, Christmas Day is just great. Yeah, for us. What about you? I'm I'm looking forward to my daughter's. Ellie's old enough, mm-hmm. and she's starting to get it now. Yeah, and it's fun. It's all right. fun and. Uh, a lot of people complain about the elf on the shelf, but we've had a lot of fun with the elf on yeah. the shelf and what we've done. So, anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm excited for Christmas Day to see her. And she's the same way. She's so pure of heart. Mom, you got this box for me? For me? Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. So, and it's just a cardboard box. And you're like, tweet. We're saving money this year. <laughs> right. But, no, I'm excited for that. Get to see the kids old enough finally for, you know, last year she was kind of getting it too. But 
And then she can play. Sister's old enough now they can kind of play a little bit. So yeah. I'm excited to spend a day with them. So that'll be a, a lot of fun. I can't wait for uh, just us all to have a great Merry Christmas. It's going to be awesome. That's right. So as we start to wrap this thing up, Last one. we need to thank our sponsor, Fitter's Furniture. Thank you to Austin Jenks, as you'll hear in a second. And I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Be nice to one another. Reach out to a friend. Talk to them. Check in with everybody. Till next time, till next week, we'll, we'll reach down, sit down next week and have a couple episodes. Take care, everybody, and have a Merry Christmas. The Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kittitas Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music. Oh.